0: Eevee.
1: Cheers to the queers.
0: Cheers. Oh, that was a good one.
1: We both had one.
0: Right? Hang on. I want that again. Dang, that's a great sound.
1: Yeah, you had to make up for a couple of lost ones. I get it.
0: Uh well, I mean, is it necessary to call me out on that?
1: Uh necessary no, uh-uh.
0: But You enjoyed it?
1: Fulfilling, yeah.
0: Okay, fair. Um, how was your week? Tell me all about it. How's your life?
1: I mean, God, the parties, the whirlwind of activity. I mean, it's just been so much stuff going on. You know, it's like I get up and I go to work and then I do some housework and then I make dinner and then I go to bed. It's been crazy.
0: Yo, it totally sounds like the 1950s for you.
1: Do you have, um... (laughs) You have a uh, 50s wouldn't have been going to work unless I was a woman
0: of color, right? I mean, that's fair. But do you have um house? What is that housewife's knee? Do you have any knee problems?
1: How what what?
0: Housewife's knee knee like it's an injury that housewives used to get. Like do you have any knee problems? Is what I'm asking, I guess.
1: Um, I've had knee problems since gymnastics, so I don't think I have housewife's knee. Why
0: can't I not fucking imagine you in gymnastics? What did you do? What was your What was your sport? Or not sport, but like what was your thing? Well,
1: you kind of do all of the things when you do gymnastics. Okay, when I mean, you do floor, floor, vault, bars, and beam.
0: Was it? What's the one where you run with a really tall stick and like you jump on it and jump over a bar? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Isn't that track and field?
0: I don't fucking know. It seems gymnastics. You take a to you pole vault. Yeah, that seems like gymnastics. <laughs> like, you take. No, that's, that's track and field. Dude, it's the same thing. Like, you pole run in track and field. Like, take that big wobbly ass stick, put it in the Hello? ground, like, use it to catapult really yourself. You. Okay.
1: Fair. You are. Where did you go? Pole vaulting is not the same. What are you talking about? It's not the same as vault. It's the
0: well, pole vaulting, vaulting, like vaulting would be pole vaulting without a pole. So you're just vaulting, and then if you have a pole, you're pole vaulting. Duh.
1: Okay, so pole vault. What you're trying to do is like you just run, and you like stick the stick into the ground yeah. at a certain point, and you like go. Oh, over this bar right and you're trying to get as high over the bar as possible whereas with a vault in gymnastics you're not trying to get over a bar there's just the pommel horse there and you jump on like you run and you jump onto the uh springboard and you like land on the vault and like flip over it and do shit that way like you don't just use a pole to jump over a bar it's very different sounds you're vaulting your body over in a different way
0: it sounds like yes
1: you're vaulting either way
0: yes so exactly so you didn't do that because I would love to do that sport I think
1: (laughs) uh I actually did try that in high school but I wasn't particularly good at that one
0: so quick, a couple quick questions about it. Um, so you're running with this long, like, wiggly pole, right? Is it uh-huh. is it like a heavy pole? Girl,
1: you're asking me to reach back that many fucking years to tell you how heavy a pole is. I don't remember. That, that has <laughs> to be like a fucking core memory. That has to stick with you. How do you pole vault? Well, and I forget? tried it. I wasn't okay. I was a gymnast again. Let's be clear. I was a gymnast. I tried pole vaulting for a minute when I was in track and field in high school, but I was a gymnast. I was not a track and field athlete. So I didn't do the pole vaulting <laughs> in any kind of meaningful way.
0: It just, I don't know. It seems fake to me. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get what g- gymnast, like it's-, it's all fake.
1: It's a hundred percent fake. Mary Lee Retton never even existed. She actually
0: is a deep state fake. Wait, who? Simone Beals, Mary Lou Retton, all of them. Simone Beals is like the most amazing athlete ever. Oh, Uh, is that the one who like... She is a deep state fake, I'm telling you. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me because she's that fucking good. But Mary Lou Retton, is that the one that was... Was she in Little House on the Prairie? No. No, okay.
1: (laughs) No, that was Laura Ingram's Wilder. Oh, okay. Mary Lou Retton was the 1984 uh, gymnastics superstar
0: okay but not not in little house on the prairie okay no um, she's not in little house on the prairie i don't know why i thought that why i went to that is she the one who broke her foot no and they carried her like the coach carried her off the mat or something no okay well i don't fucking know what i'm talking about then clearly yeah. no yeah. you
1: don't but you also thought gymnastics and pole vaulting was the same
0: Dude, it's, it. come on, it's, oh, wait, wait, what about the one where you both ride horses and you go at each other with, like, swords? Okay, like, that's jousting. Yes, is that
1: gymnastics? That is 100% gymnastics. Like, so basically when you do jousting gymnastics, you come at each other with the poles, and then you, like, try to grab onto the other person's pole and, like, do flips around them, and whoever manages to do that first and stick the landing wins
0: dope i love that okay all right all right yeah i'm into it yeah i i can't It's i have having a hard time like picturing you as it that gymnast but i exactly. i love it
1: i didn't do that gym that kind of gymnastics either
0: well what kind of gymnastics did you do you geek the um, one where you put like put your hands on the bars and you like push yourself up and like dance in like a circle on your hands
1: that's exactly the kind of gymnastics I did.
0: I would pay money, like, so much fucking money to see you do that. Much. And then
1: I also did the kind where you, like, you, um, you jump and flip onto this, like, board that is in the air suspended by these other poles. And you, like, walk and leap and dance around on it. And then you Wild. flip off of it at the end. Absolutely wild. Yeah. And then there's the other one where you're like, just, it's on this like flat surface and you, they play music and like, you kind of do these dancing, dance routine things with aerial, uh, types of aquatics in the air. Okay. Well, I know that
0: that's the one that like, like Simone Biles and all of them, like, so they start the music and you're,
1: Simone Biles is a deep state fake.
0: I don't understand what you're getting out of that conspiracy theory. Like... What does anybody get out of any
1: conspiracy theory? That's
0: true. That's true. That's true. Other than
1: a sense of self-satisfaction that I know something that you don't know. I have privileged information and you're just uninformed sheeple.
0: To be fair, though, Simone Biles is that good that I almost wouldn't be surprised... Because she's that amazing, so. Well, we
1: could actually just start a Simone Beals cult.
0: Is it Beals or Biles?
1: Biles, Beals. I thought it was Beals. I don't I know. I've said Biles. it probably
0: like twelve different ways. Let's I'll say be- a, a, I would fucking sign up for that cult in a minute. I mean, I love her. She's so good. Um. Well. We're not an Olympics podcast, but I kind of wish we are. First, a couple things. Number one, it is literally the only time that it's acceptable to be patriotic for me. And I am wildly patriotic during the Olympics. Like, the, I actually care about the Olympics. I don't yeah. know. I always have. Um, I mean, uh, the gymnastics is superior. Ice skating, figure skating, superior. Uh, I love snowboarding. I like watching skiing, some swimming, all of it. Um, Right now, everything's a little up in the air about what's going to happen with the Olympics. But um, I do feel it's kind of a bummer for the people that, you know, were supposed to compete because, you know, I mean, every considering it could be another four years unless they postpone it for a year or they still do it. It's hard to like because those athletes might not get that chance again. Well, yeah, I
1: mean, it's such a small window for certain sports, like, in terms of, like, age and, like, mm-hmm. like when you're at your peak and things like that. Yeah, I mean, and and these people have been training for their entire lives, right? You know what I'm saying? To, like, compete at this level. And, yeah, I mean, how heartbreaking to not be able to actually get there or see that kind of competition would be really fucking shattering.
0: It, it really is, yeah, um... And, you know, I follow, like, quite a few of the athletes. Like I said, I mean, there's certain sports that I'm more interested in than others. I mean, I love the drama and ice skating. <laughs> like, it's just, it is kind of amazing. I mean, obviously, when you think drama and ice skating, you immediately think back to the drama and ice skating, which is Tonya Harding and Miss Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, for and, sure. Good Lord. I actually watched I, Tanya last night or the night before. And I think I've seen time. it before. So good. Um, Allison Jadie is amazing in everything she does. Agreed. Uh, um, and Margot Robbie was really good too. Yeah. And I fucking love like, oh my God. I then I I don't know, I've always had a soft spot for Miss Harding. Um, and then Nancy Kerrigan is just gorgeous and she was vilified too. And I mean, how scary would that be being fucking Nancy Kerrigan? Something you worked for your whole life, and all of a sudden some fucking goon comes out and takes your knee out like right after practice. Like it's a that's traumatic. Like yeah.
1: But um, Oh my god, just the idea of somebody bashing your kneecaps in to begin with. Like, right? Is no matter anything? who you are, whether you have aspirations for the Olympics or not, just fucking ouch. Can we just say oh my fucking god, the
0: pain? Oh my god, if you hit your knee on... So, uh, Jessica at her house, she has this bed that's like, you know those beds that have like that's like in wood? Like it's like super dramatic, like you know, like a big bed that's like to get like bed frame i guess that's what they call them <laughs> for people I, I just realized how stupid it is that i don't have a bed frame and that's actually makes me look bad but anyway so you're um, just thinking
1: about a bed frame?
0: Yeah. I hit oh. my body parts on that thing constantly. Like you and you just if you hit your knee in the one spot like in the corner, it's like pass out pain. Yeah. You, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, imagine some fucking greasy dude coming by and taking your knee out. Yeah, and obviously. then on top of it, like, being in, you know, trying to go to the Olympics, like, that's literally your whole dream and your life's built around that. Like, they don't, she doesn't get enough credit for her trauma. She was just immediately attacked for her response. Um, The whole situation was fucked up. But it also gets into, like, the politics of ice skating and how, I mean, how, you know, how they wanted ice skaters to look a certain part. And I don't know. But it's such a good sport. And I love the, like, the pairings and stuff like that and how everybody's like they're together and everybody's like no they're not together and it's just it's there's so much drama on ice skating i love it
1: well i think one of the things that i really enjoyed about i tanya was uh how they really highlighted i think the class uh the classism that tanya faced in the ice skating in the figure skating world echo just got home if you could hear him shaken
0: Nicole? Yes. Yes, okay. I can hear him shaking. I was letting him shake. I was giving him his moment. He just
1: got so quiet. I was like,
0: oh my god, did I lose her again? <laughs> nope, I'm here still. Um, But yeah, the classism was like, and again, Allison Janie is fucking incredible, and she plays that part so well. Um, And I love that she, like, like, it's so wild that knowing you know obviously it's probably a loose interpretation but just knowing your daughter is gonna be like competitive in the sport that's so critical of everything and you know you have this black sheep of a daughter who's like fixing cars and like it just not you know like blue nail polish and swears all the time and like but she's so good she's the first one to do the triple axel Uh and everything you know I love it. I love... See, and this is what... I love the Olympics. There's always really fun backstories and stuff. I'm really sad. Fuck coronavirus for taking that away from me. Not the Olympians, just me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, who cares about their dreams? Let's think about Nicole's. Seriously, can somebody please think about my dreams?
0: For once? It's
1: it's long overdue that somebody did.
0: For once? For once. Thank you. Um, Okay, so we are an Olympian podcast. We are we are an Olympic podcast now, yes, that's oh, absolutely right. We, we could be a Tanya Harding podcast, or even an Alice and Janie podcast. To be fair, I mean all of that.
1: Oh, um, I don't know that we could could really pull that off for more than an episode or two. I mean the Tanya Harding part, yeah. Alice and Janie, yeah, for sure.
0: For uh, we could go years on that woman's talent. I mean, I'm sorry, but CJ. Come on, one of the greatest characters of all time is CJ. Agree, agree. Yeah. If you haven't watched, um, uh, what the fuck is it? Um, The West Wing. Watch The West Wing. It is such a brilliant show, and it's just, I don't know, it's so well made. And Allison Janney's character in it is so good. CJ is one of my favorite characters of all time. So yeah. Ooh, and you know what else happened this week? Well, rather today. But yesterday, but when it is, will, when this is, will have aired, it will have been a few days ago. Um, the motherfucking wicked witch of the West has died. I don't even want to say that because that gives witches a bad name. Uh, yes, you heard it here first, folks. Probably not. Um, Rush Limbaugh has died.
1: Let the joyous news be spread. The wicked old witch lost his name. Limbaugh's dead! <laughs> woo! He's dead. He's dead. Yep. Rush Limbaugh is dead. One less evil person in the world.
0: Woo woo! He lived a really, really fucking hateful life.
1: Fucking disgusting piece of shit. Did not leave the world a better place for his existence.
0: No, he lived a really hateful life. He's a really hateful dude. Um, Obviously, like... You know, with every death, you'd want to, like, consider what, 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 how much respect it deserves. But he was a fucking hateful monster, so I don't even fucking care.
1: I saw something along the lines of, I would like to give Rush Limbaugh the same kind of treatment that he has given women, Muslims, queer people. Gay people? AIDS? all people. His-
0: you know, I'll
1: give him as much respect as he's given us through the years, which is yep. nuts. So, fuck the dude. Happy he's gone.
0: Yep. Seriously. Cheers to that. Cheers to the queers. Cheers that it's, you know, that this is all happening. That the recognition is coming. People are seeing him, you know. Imagine if he would have died 20 years ago. He would have died probably more of like, I mean, I say this like, ugh begrudgingly like a a national treasure you know what I mean like a good man like people like it people would have just considered him for the most part a radio commentator like a just you know but at least now like his hatred is evident and people are like calling it and seeing it and that's being discussed like I bet he wishes anything but like he would have like lived you know 20 years in the past so that he would have died 20 years ago and died a fucking like national hero as opposed to like the piece of shit that he is uh 20 years ago he was a piece of shit yeah i know but people didn't see that no i'm not talking about what whether he was or wasn't he always was but i'm saying at least now people are recognizing that i've
1: seen people recognized it back then yeah but it wasn't as vocal i'm like twenty. no i disagree we just didn't have the social media that we have now i mean we weren't naive rubes 20 years ago, you know what i No, saying? but... Dude, social- he was a fucking hate monger then.
0: Yeah, but the social media is also educating other people that might not be aware of it. So, I mean, there were people that probably weren't aware of it. Like, I don't know that I would have known who he was 20 years ago. I mean, I guess there are certain people that he did attack, and even though I was part of that group, I still wouldn't have been as aware, and I wouldn't have thought, like, oh, well, fuck him for this, that, and the other. I mean... Because I wouldn't have known. And so it would have just been like a radio personality died. Like wow. I'm saying now, at least, that there's been so many conversations about him in the last few years that his reputation is completely like tarnished. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, think- I see what you're saying. I'm just, yeah. Fuck that guy.
0: Yeah. All right. So, should we get started today? Didn't he, wasn't he
1: like one of the people who coined the term feminazis, I feel like, in the 80s?
0: Possibly. I, I don't know. I remember Jay Severin using it a lot. Who? Mm. He was a radio personality from Boston. Talk radio I used to listen to. And he used to call um, call people uh, criminalians <laughs> that came in from other countries. He was the fucking worst. Why did you listen to him? Was it like hate, listen? Hate listening. Well, so it was very Boston. So there was a station, this talk station that had um, I can't remember the morning show was Phil and Marjorie maybe, and then it was Jay Severim and then Michelle McPhee. and it was a lot of like kind of Boston towny attitude. and it was a lot like Jay Severim was a million percent hate listen. But it was just there was so many people that would call in and argue with him. It was like a passionate hate listen. Same reason I probably watched Girl Girl Defined. I fucking hate them, but I'll still watch it. Um. Hey, what's that? Uh, it's these two Christian sisters that like. <gasps> oh, I know who you're.
1: oh Ross and Carrie did an investigation on them. I totally know who you're talking
0: about. <laughs> I hate watch Girl Defined all the fucking time. But. I'm sorry.
1: Tell our listeners who who they are. I totally cut you off. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, it's these two sisters. Um Bethany and I can't think of the other one. Isn't it like Kristen or something? I'm sure it is. Something like that. Beth I know Bethany is one of them.
1: Bethany and um, Kristen or Kristen or Kristen, Kristen I, or yeah.
0: Yeah. So they're I would say they're in maybe their late twenties, early thirties. Um they kind of have that like c- that real Christian vibe. Obviously they're Christians. Uh they approach everything from like a biblical perspective. Uh, So, they talk a lot about, like, what's going on in these days, like, these times of social media and stuff like that. Both of their husbands are raging fucking homosexuals. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it's
1: Bethany and Kristen, 100% for sure. Yep.
0: So, their husbands are raging homosexuals. Um, If you... you, So, I... I mean, I've known about them for a long time, but I kind of found their, like, their trend on, like, TikTok because other people, like, hate watch them. And they kind of, like, you know, post clips and stuff like that. And then I... Like, Cody Co is another YouTuber that I've watched before, and he does, like, deep dives on Bethany and Kristen. And, like, so, I, yeah, and it's just, um, they're, like, their message is supposed to be, like, tolerance and this, that, and the other. And, you know, they dress like, you know, that, like, Christian girl autumn wear. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, like, long hair with, like, curls and just... I don't know, I don't know how to explain their vibe. you just have to watch it and yeah, they're um also
1: like they apparently had like a bunch of like super homophobic stuff that they've now since like taken down. Is that right? I don't, I don't know, know if
0: they, they took, took it down. down. Yeah. they have a lot of homophobic stuff, but for the last time I looked it up, it wasn't that long ago and it was not taken down, okay, well, yeah, maybe i
1: maybe my my wires are getting crossed here on on the information I have about. These people, because you know, I don't keep very good tabs on them all the time. You it's, know, I mean, I got other things going
0: on. <laughs> I mean, I don't, so I follow all these assholes. It's basically they're, um, they try to like you know, that kind of homophobia that's like dressed up in like tolerance, the whole like, um, love the sinner, hate the sin kind of right. thing, right?
1: And it's also sort of like that kind of thing where it's like, you know, I mean, like listen it's totally okay to be gay just don't act on it
0: it's it's really it's really that kind of like that's like literally their vibe like they know at this point now they can't just say like gay is wrong they have to like they say it in a million different ways you know what i'm saying like they'll say like tell stories and like again like everything kind of from a biblical perspective and this and they'll say things that you know are homophobic, and it's the most destructive kind of homophobia because then people who are like in the middle listen to it and parents and stuff like that, and then they like I don't know, it just it's it's so um, insidious and destructive, and they do it with this like kind of makeup, pretty face, and like these yeah. like smiles, and it's so fucking gross. And um,
1: I'll have to point you, I'll I'll have to send you the episode. Because Carrie did uh, one of their, like, conferences or whatever oh.
0: last summer.
1: And <laughs> because everything was virtual, and even though, like, she's not, you know, their target audience, because she's in her late 30s or whatever. um, So, she, you know, she was able to do it because it was, like, virtual and stuff. So I'll totally point you to the episode. It's really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, and like, again, if you want to see something funny, you can even just Google Girl Defined Gay Husbands because their husbands are so fucking they're flaming homosexuals and you can tell there's so much like oppression in their community and then they're married to these fucking women and it's like ah uh, it's bad but yeah am okay. so.
1: looking them up right now okay well you tell me about your week how was your week
0: oh my week was fine good awesome um yeah It was great. Uh, I was house-sitting for a while. We know that. We love Keller. We miss Keller. That's my friend, Rowan Jess's amazing cat. Um, Let's see, it was Valentine's Day. I actually had a really lovely Valentine's Day. That was cute. Um, Um, mm -hmm. Do
1: you care to elaborate on any of that, or you just want to leave it at that?
0: Well, I mean, like Valentine's Day was like, so I am in a relationship now. And
1: you're in a oh you're shipped. Okay, that does work. I shipped you. You
0: still don't fucking get it, Evie. You're you're
1: um you're shipping each you, other.
0: No, so you oh. you can ship us, but we are already together. But like it's still a good thing. You should ship us. So
1: I'm shipping you.
0: you. You can ship me and Jessica. So. Where am
1: I shipping you to?
0: Um, good places, hopefully. You want to go to Hawaii? Hawaii. So we had like a little Valentine's Day thing because, you know, she has a child. And um, it was like a family thing. It was really cute. And it was a good week. I'm super happy. Everything's really good.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. My
1: Valentine did for me. What happened? My Valentine got me soft pretzels, and queso cheese.
0: Mm, I did see that. I'm not going to uh, lie. i a little jealous about the pretzels and queso.
1: Perfect, Valentine, let me tell you. And so I posted that on Facebook, and uh, uh, an old friend of mine from law school posted her fucking soft pretzel recipe that she found online, and I made them the next day. <laughs> and they are Phenomenal.
0: All right. Well, so that's um, I mean, a soft pretzel Valentine sounds like the best. It really kind of was amazing. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah, Valentine's Day this year was fun. It was really sweet. Um, I got us best friend necklaces, but it's kind of a joke. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um.
1: So are you the fry or are you
0: ends? I am. Fuck. I don't know. I can't see it. I'm I'm friends. It just says friends. Oh, boy. Of course. <laughs> set Does myself up for that one, huh? friends? <laughs> no, she has one. And her daughter was like, her daughter was looking at my necklace and she was like, um, my mom has one like that. And I'm so fucking awkward. I don't know. I was like, interesting. I don't know. I didn't know what to say, you know. <laughs> And then she was, was her like daughter? Yeah, her daughter's seven and she's adorable and smart and so curious and calls you on fucking everything. Like yeah, she's I feel literally like, called like magic age right there. Seven she calls and, us on ten. everything. And I you know, so it's it was um this is something we'll get into when we get into the conversation conversation about um stereotypes and lesbians and how relationships go. You know, the whole like telling your kim. Uh which did happen recently, but before that so... I'm so fucking awkward and I get so, so I don't know I never know what to say and she like like her daughter grabbed the necklace and was like oh my mom has like the other half of that and I was like I don't, I don't know how that happened where'd she get that from why didn't you just say yeah because yeah I best friend because I fucking panicked because <laughs> I panicked and I was like I don't know what to you know like so I did panic move where I was like Jessica I just call her in anytime anything like gets questioned like that. So
1: <laughs> you're like, I don't know how to give answers.
0: I don't. Yeah. Child. Yeah. So I just panic and call her in, but it's going well. So. Yeah.
1: All right, but we should. i I'm not it. great with kids either, so I get it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean she's she's an awesome kid. I'm really lucky that that she's in my life. So that's really cool. You know, I love kids anyway, so.
1: Well, how about we take a quick break and uh, come back and talk about our topic for the night so I can calm Echo down a little bit.
0: Sounds great.
1: He's a monster. Eve. Nicole. Eve. Nicole. Eve. Don't you love how Echo took us out of that last uh, segment? I mean... How stereotypical that my dog just got home with my partner in
0: the Subaru? <laughs> it's pretty fucking stereotypical, to be honest. And the better part is that you have two cats that have been very quiet. So uh, stereotypes all the way around. Dogs, uh, he's a puppy. He's a little louder. Um, lesbians definitely have a Subaru. You're upstairs and your cute little bungalow house in a very gay city and with your two cats stereotypes all around
1: yeah and uh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. how about you how are you feeling with your uh living life as a stereotype
0: um well i am completely a stereotype um a couple things um i'm vegan it's very stereotypical um kind of fucked that up the last uh, few weeks though I've i've been amazing at that um but so sticking to it. Well, vegetarian is
1: still a lesbian stereotype as well. So. Hundred
0: percent. I mean, in food allergies, let's give it to us too. <laughs> we have all of it. Um. So, uh, the reason we wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit tonight is because we've noticed, um, a few of those stereotypes really coming true. Uh, again, I am in a relationship, a new relationship, and it's been a while. Like I. Not actually stereotypical. I haven't dated anybody like seriously, seriously in in a while, you know. Oh, I know. Um, Yeah. And so now that I am, I am noticing we are right fucking on track.
1: (laughs) Good, good, good. I mean, you got to get the lesbian stereotype checklist out and make sure that you keep track of all, you
0: know, as you work your way through the progression of things. So a couple interesting things about it. Uh, I'm not going to get into her sexuality because that's her business, you know. Um, But, you know, uh, I don't know exactly what she identifies as. So I don't know if it's lesbian or not, but um, she's a woman. So there's a, you know, I think it's really interesting to try to kind of also understand if these stereotypes are actually lesbianist or if it's how women kind of operate in relationships and then when they're in a relationship with another woman it might be like easier as opposed to in a relationship with a man you know what i'm saying
1: but aren't those still stereotypes regardless i mean stereotypes of women versus stereotypes of lesbians
0: 100 percent there are but however what i'm curious about is like does it transcend sexuality so like let's say you're in a new relationship it's fairly new very new and you throw out the i love you real quickly okay that is a little bit of a lesbian stereotype. Like, I watch, like, things on TikTok and stuff about, like, first dates lasting, and ending up lasting, like, eight hours. <laughs> and oh, my by, God. Like, that is so true. So true. And then, by, like, a week later, you're.
1: Like, I saw one that was like, yeah, we're still on our second date, however many years later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then a week later, you're, like, trying hard to not say I love you. Um, And you might do it because whatever, because it's so fucking like ethereal and like, and because I don't it know. Accidentally comes
1: out of your mouth because you're in a giddy, hyper crazy manic state. Of, right. Yeah.
0: Or, or another way it can come out is um if you're spending the night at their house and it's the middle of the night and you're sleeping and she sleeps like a fucking feral animal and is all over the place. And wakes you up, and you both wake up, and it's just one of those like cute moments, you know? Like not since that happened, but like there's a lot million ways that like it could just and kind you're of like, oh my god, I love you, that's so cute. You know. And then <gasps> you're like, Did I just say that? Then you're like, What? Yeah. Okay,
1: so wait, let's go back to New Girls when Nick first tells Jess <laughs> that
0: he loves her, and she gives him finger guns. So I would have to say one of my favorite thing about New Girls is that. I don't think I have ever, ever, ever related to a character so hard that I do Nick Miller. And he is a man. And I, he has a lot of lesbian vibes to me in the, some of the ways that he behaves. And how, like, like even when he started dating, remember his friend, trans granddaughter? Oh, and yeah. he's, like, just, like, moved in with her immediately. And they just started watch, watching TV all day long. And, like, right. and he's so, like, goofy. And, like, he, he kind of acts like that. So that again that kind of falls under like the women and women stereotype but it is a man and a woman um so i love that they do that i love again that like it transcends all of that but yeah the figure guns. guns
1: was amazing well it's a weird you know it's
0: a ugh, all of that stuff is like it's all the fun stuff don't get me wrong but it is like it's funny because i have talked to certain people that i know um are in, you know, heterosexual relationships where I love you doesn't come out for like years, like a year, which I maybe is accurate. You know what I'm saying? But if you really feel like women, women relationships are very, they do get that giddy. Like, it's I can't even not say it. It's too hard to not say it. It's just going to slip out, you know, like.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so like when Amos and I first started dating, um, we, you know, we chatted virtually for a while. Before we first started
0: dating, what, what was it? It was like 20 years ago. What virtual did you have? Like, were you writing letters back and forth?
1: (laughs) Emails, yeah. Basically, it was like old-fashioned, like 1800 style. We were using pen and ink.
0: Seriously, like during the fucking war? (laughs) I had to catch an
1: owl every day to get a new quill for my pen.
0: My dearest Amos, (laughs) I've been of you from the shores of Ohio. Exactly. Except I was in Kalamazoo. Uh, It's okay. So I've been thinking of you from the shores of Kalamazoo. Oh, yes. Exactly. We were emailing each other back and forth. That is the nerdiest thing ever.
1: And then, well, and then eventually talking on the phone. So when we finally ended up, you know, like, so it was uh, just before Christmas. It was a couple days before Christmas that we, like, met up for the first time and had that super awkward, awful kiss that was all teeth.
0: (laughs) And... um, I need to hear about that after. Go ahead. I already told you about that like a couple. I want to hear it again. Re,
1: re, Review our episodes, girl. So, there. <laughs> so um, it was, and my birthday is just three days after Christmas. So we just like physically hooked up like three days probably before Christmas, and then like three days after Christmas, Amos was visiting me at my mom's house where I was living at the time, and uh, I came back into the bedroom I woke up I went to the bathroom and I had a gigantic zit on my chin and it was like one of those like fucking huge ass whiteheads you know that's like boom painful and I I went back into the bedroom and I was like oh my god I have a huge zit on my chin do you still like me and she goes I love you and it was totally one of those moments where it totally slipped out of her mouth yeah and I just hugged her for like 10 minutes Uh without like I wasn't wasn't trying to be mean and keep her in suspense or anything it was just one of those moments of like oh my god
0: did you say it back
1: oh I did after you know a few minutes but she she was in that process you know of hugging me mildly freaking out about having let that slip you know so and to this day I mean it's still a joke between us you know whenever one of us gets a zit that's
0: so cute it's so cute I see again I love it. I love, love, love all of this stuff. And it's really fun to, like, do, you know, be in the thick of it. Like, but it is so funny. And um, I don't know if this is maybe social media is like I've I've seen a lot of this whole idea of, like, what lesbian relationships, you know, but past the whole U-Haul joke, but it is kind of true. But, like, what they kind of look like through other eyes. And it really fucking is true. The long date... The way that you, well, first of all, let's say, to to be fair, first things first, you don't even fucking know if you're on a date. (laughs) (laughs) Like, two girls together, it is so ridiculous that, like, you still, like, towards the end of it, there's, I wish I could find one TikTok I'll send you where it's these two girls who are saying goodbye, and they're, like, looking at each other's mouths, (laughs) but they're, like, they fist bump, they high-five, they hug, They like do an awkward like arm shake, you know, like everything you could (laughs) do, and then of course afterwards you're texting like I really I was gonna kiss you, I was just about to kiss you. I mean because we're terrible at it, we're terrible at making that move. And what I wonder, and what um started like making me think about this the other day is like, you know, women who date men, (laughs) there are some out there, um, like men are so. And this is a big generalization but that's what we're doing right now. Men are kind of more aggressive towards that, you know? Like usually you kind of know if you're on a date with a guy or like they they'll they'll, they'll make that. They like they they won't like friend zone themselves like women will where we're like I don't think that's really true anymore.
1: Mm. No. I don't. I mean like at the tail end of my dating with men like Things started to get really blurry back then even and I mean it was like one of those things because it was constantly like do you want to hang out
0: I mean I don't I've gone out with a few guys in the last few years to be honest and I've never had the experiences like when I go out with women it's very different I'm totally don't date men but I've like eh, I've entertained it and I mean up until like yeah like within the last year I have quite
1: a few of the opposite experiences where like so-and-so would ask you to hang out and it, the whole time you'd be like, okay, is this supposed to be a date or is this just two friends hanging out? And it's awkward because like, I will have one particular view of this person in your, in my mind, right? Unsure about where they're coming from un- unless and until that move happens, right? So like there can be some gray area there as well, I think. Like, I don't think that it's,
0: well, that's why I said it's a generalization. I'm not, like, saying, like, every person. I'm just saying, like, I feel like men are, have a tendency to be a bit more, like, aggressive in those situations where two women together. Uh,
1: Again, I just, I still think that that's changing in terms of, like, I mean, like, in terms of the way our society is has moved towards, like, consent for things and asking for, you know, boundaries of things. I I do think that that's changed somewhat since okay. we were younger.
0: It's not my experience, but okay. My experience is very different with guys. They're much more like into just, yeah, we're, this isn't a friend thing. Like they've, they've been much more like open about that. Whereas women, it's been a little more gray, but like.
1: But then again, we also know the kind of men that I've dated in the past were a lot more like the ladies I date now.
0: Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I'm sure. there's It's just a me thing. Well, maybe, I mean, the thing is about generalizations is like, yes, we know that that's not accurate for every person, but there's literally, no, literally no way we can talk about every person in any context. So, yes, I whatever I say.
1: Try to.
0: That would just not be
1: one really
0: long podcast. How long yeah, do you think about that? I'm not going to say the right thing all the time, but like. Again, it's all about generalizations because that's all we have. But anyway, so women are just, it can be really confusing. And you kind of have that like, is this even a date? Do they, you know, and I feel yeah. like via text, I'm a lot more like, like open about it. But I'm super awkward in person. Um, yeah. But now once it gets started, though, like it's like. I, <laughs> Like once you know,
1: it's on, you're like. Golden, but it's, until you know you're a little bit more reticent. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, and it's full steam ahead. And I mean, like that goes to like that's for most of my relationships. Now I have had a couple things like in the last, you know, a couple years that it hasn't been like that. But like for the most part, my exes, like once we were together, we were together, and it was like boom, 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 boom. And I don't know. I think that's really. I- I'm really interested if that's more of like a women thing or like a a lesbian thing, because it's definitely a thing that I love you, the let's move in together, the <laughs> things you wouldn't even imagine talking about two weeks prior that all of a sudden you're talking about, like, and it's fun, but it does happen. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then also, like, so then you're in the long term lesbian relationship. Um, do you feel like you and almost like, fit into a lot of stereotypes about, like, what that is? I feel like
1: one of the most, it's funny, too, that, like, when we talk about lesbian stereotypes, it's so funny how all of these, like, superficial things about lesbians are, like, how people judge lesbians in so many ways, you know, like, are you lesbian enough? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're going through these, like, kind of stereotype, like, quizzes and all of these things, like, there are so many questions about, like, People feeling like they don't fit in, like they're not, you know, this enough, right, it, within the the queer community or whatever. And it's like the thing that never comes up is like, do you eat pussy? No. To me, that's like the biggest lesbian stereotype of all, because we but, all fucking do it.
0: I did not expect that. Like that was, I needed like a a warning for that level of where we was
1: going to go there. I didn't. The most lesbian I've ever felt outside of eating pussy
0: Jesus would probably
1: be the time Amos and I were putting together our compost bin in the backyard.
0: Yeah, that's pretty, that's queer. Yeah. That
1: felt really fucking gay to me.
0: Well, you guys have kind of like a that that vibe. You have a lot of like compost, garden-y kind of, and that's like all stereotype stuff, but you do have Subarus, kayaks kayaks on your subarus that's super gay like um it's really interesting what you're talking about though like not feeling gay enough uh i know that this is a big problem in our community there's a lot of judgments on what lesbians should look like and you know like maybe people who don't look or act completely like that are like um considered a little like less authentic uh, I know that specifically. I've had a conversation with somebody about that pretty recently, where she felt a little, um, yeah, kind of. I don't want to say like rejected from the community, but a little nervous about how the community would accept her, considering the fact that like maybe she's hasn't subscribed to a lot of these stereotypes, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, when I um, when I first moved to Michigan and uh, the west the west coast of Michigan. Um, you know, finding queer community was really fucking hard. Um, especially cuz I just didn't have any community, you know what I mean? I didn't have like any friends. And so like trying to, you know, find it was difficult. And like for me, especially like when I would go to bars, it was super fucking awkward and awful. And a lot of that had to do with most of the time I was going by myself. And so many people were already like clicked up, you know what I mean? And, or, you know, with their groups or whatever. And it wasn't necessarily about socializing with everybody at the bar. It was just about being out with their friends. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I understand what your friend feels, you know, I mean, like it's, it can be a very daunting place to try to like walk into when you don't know anybody and, and
0: yeah, well, uh, so I, I actually met her um, a long time ago and I immediately assumed she was straight and she was with a whole group of gay people like and I made a comment too, like a total dickhead (laughs) and like I that so I mean that's like I'm part of that problem like that assumption of like you see somebody who's just a little different things are different and I'm like I completely like like oh you know yeah
1: but, I also think that falls under like the idea that I mean we live in a heteronormative society, like we just do, so most of us are raised to sort of ship boys and girls, right, so like when you you know when you're in fucking kindergarten or whatever, and you gotta you know your people will your grown ups in your life will ask you you know like oh, do you have a boyfriend? You know what I mean? Like, those kinds mm-hmm. of cute little, cutesy little things, you know? Or, like, you're hanging out with a boy, so they joke around that that's your boyfriend. You know what I mean? We do grow up in, in that sort of world where we are sort of trained to automatically assume that boys are going to be attracted to girls and girls are going to be attracted yeah. to boys and there's nobody in between and girls are never attracted to girls and boys are never attracted to boys. And that's just how the world works. You know what I mean? So I don't think that's, I mean, I, I, I get where you're, I'm just trying to give you a little bit of grace there
0: Yeah. and see that
1: it's not necessarily your fault. I think it's programming and it's something that we all have to like work to overcome.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I mean like also, you know, I mean, and that's, our problem, like in this community with, um, our friends, you know, like bisexuality and stuff like, which we need to have somebody on, you know, to really get their perspective. But I do know that there is, um, you know, it's, I don't think it's, I i, I don't know, but it's probably, hopefully not as ba- big of a problem now, but I know, um, there were a lot of stereotypes surrounding people who identified as bisexual as being like, you know, just kind of, like more really? experimental so yeah it's like experimental as opposed to like actually like valid and i know that it really like invalidates their you know their whole like being and i don't know i like lesbian stereotypes are fun but also they can be really kind of destructive um, agreed
1: I, I think that's yeah i mean stereotypes in general right i mean but i agree with you i mean like some of them are pretty fun
0: and they crack me the fuck up especially when i fall into them well that's what I'm saying. So that's the funny part is is that so many of them are true. Like again, um I uh, being in a new relationship, I'm experiencing a lot of these things. And uh I don't I don't want to speak for her, but I know she she's experiencing a lot of these things too and she's you know on social media and stuff and seeing like lately a lot more things about like lesbian stereotypes and stuff. And I feel this like kind of like connection in her brain of like wait, <laughs> That's what's happening (laughs) because it literally is all the stuff that they talk about, all the like those like quick movements and this idea of like this whole life together, even though you haven't really been together that long, you know, like and making plans and saying big things and making grandiose statements. And like, I I think it's just it's really, really funny to watch it actually happen in real life.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's awesome that you have that sort of bird's eye view of, of it, even though you're also experiencing it. I think that's really kind of cool.
0: Well, I wanted to, I mean, I, I like, yes, I will for right now, I, I approach a lot of things with kind of more of like a, I kind of want to step outside and look at it because of the podcast and stuff like that. I want to be able to have these conversations. Um. So obviously being just in it, it does. It doesn't feel like disingenuous or anything, you know, but it's like a little, I I did have a conversation with her about this, if it was okay to talk about this stuff too. So I'm not like just, you know, but, um, I fuck all of it. All of it is like content. And I think it's really fucking funny, like when things happen and I'm like, wait, this is totally like every TikTok I see about lesbian relationships, what we're doing, like verbatim, you know, down to like how long it's taken us to say this or do this or make this decision. And, um. And again, like I said, I'm wondering if it's a lesbian thing or if it's more of a woman thing. Like, if maybe that's like, just is how. It, is it because women <clears throat>
1: operate a particular way or whatever that. Yeah.
0: Or like want to like, I do this sounds kind of a weird word, but like nest, you know, like. Yeah. Want, yeah, yeah. Like kind of build that like quicker. Gotcha. Yeah. Go. How long did it take for you and Amos to move in together?
1: oh that took some time but that was more of a product of the fact that i was in school Ah. when we first met and uh um echo's mad about that he's like no mom you should have been a full-on stereotype and how dare you for not Uh, my brother would have been so much better off if you had just moved in right away
0: right well, no, I mean, it's fair. Talking about nesting, we are going with stereotypes tonight. We both have yeah, our yeah, dogs. For sure. No, I mean, we, we
1: definitely moved in way later than I think had, you know, had that been a factor. So we had a long distance relationship for probably the first two, two and a half years of our relationship or so. Oh, my God. Maybe three. That is what?
0: You didn't live together for three years? Uh, Let's see. We started in 2004. No, we didn't. Yeah, it was three years. I'm pretty sure if I did not have a lease in a situation, Jess and I would probably have moved in together after like three weeks.
1: (laughs) Um, Sorry, my bad. It was two years. It was a two-year difference between, yeah. Wow. and I mean, yeah, so I mean, but those were external factors, right? I mean, like, had we not had those external factors, it could have been much sooner. (laughs) Probably not that much sooner, though. I mean, because we did live on the other side of the state, and we had other, you know, we had different things going on in our lives, right? Sure. So, that would have definitely taken some time to navigate,
0: but. Well, I mean, again, like, that's, you know, we both have, circum- like, circumstances in our lives that we're not, like, really moving in together right now, but. Right. I'm not going to lie, only, only for the sake of the podcast, because it's ridiculous to talk about, but we have talked about it, which. <laughs> to me it's insane when you sit and think about it like a month and a half ago this wasn't like you know right and then like literally moving in and again that's why I keep talking about this because all of the all of my all of our stereotypes are coming true for us but I love it and I like adore her and her child and her life and I want to be a part of it and so I'm really excited but it's funny that like um, But you guys grew into it. I mean, again, you do have a Subaru. You do have a kayak. You have a kayak that goes on a Subaru. Let's no. be clear. We've
1: got two kayaks because a single kayak for two people is a recipe for breaking up. Is it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tell me because about it. Somebody is going to be the one who needs to turn and the other person is going to be telling them which way they need to turn and they're not going to be turning fast enough and things are going to get frustrating or the person in the front is going to accidentally hit the person in the back with their oars a few times while they're paddling i mean shit goes wrong
0: that's, that's all that's never saying. happened to you guys right <laughs> never no no no, no. we've uh, we've just you know seen it happen exactly um okay so now on the flip side here let's talk about the problems with with these stereotypes, and let's say they do come true, and you do all this, um, the bad stuff that can happen from that. Uh, I'll go first. First of all, <laughs> it's fucking nuts to make a decision when you're a month into a relationship, right? I mean, it's a pretty, it's pretty crazy. Like it's, it's. I mean, generally speaking,
1: it's usually a pretty bad idea to make a decision based out of Like, when you're in the height of emotion about anything, right? Mm -hmm. But we do it all the time. Yeah. So Right? Like, so when you're elated, yeah, you're going to fucking say yes to that proposal or that dress. You know, (laughs) I mean, like, all of those things are true. but, But when you're still in the height of it, it's also sometimes, yeah, it may not be the best, but it's
0: still sometimes the best. Right? Okay, so that's where I'm at. So the way I look at it is like, okay, the bad is that. I mean, obviously, we're not really. Again, you're, you're like you said, it's the kind of the honeymoon period, the height of it. You're making decisions, and these like new, the emotions are overall on the um, you know, on the the happier side. I mean, and with every relationship comes shit. You know, it does. There are going to be times where it gets bad. We all know this. Yes. Listen,
1: I think if you are extraordinarily happy with someone. Yeah. That is as low as they can take you as well,
0: mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, like, if
1: if you have a great amount of love and happiness with somebody, you can also have a great <laughs> amount of pain and sorrow. Shut up, Evie. Hey, listen, I well, experiencing it with Amos, and, yeah. and I, you know, we do. We experience that with each other because we fight and we have those times where it sucks.
0: Well, and that's a big thing. So. Here's the way I look at it. A couple things could happen. First things first, you could go into all of this um, years down the road, you know, being in like a really good position, this, that, and the other, and it could still go south. We know that, you know, there's just no guarantee anyway. Um, like, you know, uh, obviously, maybe it's, maybe you don't know somebody that well after a month or a month and a half, whatever. Um, so that's just a huge concern, but again, you could know them well, and things could just, you know, people could change. So, I mean, mean, it is kind of a gamble. I
1: also have to say, I mean, like, so, you know, there are jokes, you know, about different communities and and different time schedules, right? Like when we were in Hawaii, there was always the joke, you're on island time now. Calm it down, you know, mainlander. Right. So, I mean, I think there is such a thing as lesbian time. Where, like, Ooh. time folds and, like, it, it does all of these crazy things in such a way that, like, really, it's almost like a reality show. Like, right? Where you're, like, for these people, it's, like, it's been physically one week. But since they're with them 24-7, it's more like a month, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like lesbian time. I love that. I. <laughs> I never thought of that. I'm gonna fucking. I so remember how I told you that you could just say something and I'll just base my life off of it. I'm gonna base my life off of that for ever <laughs> now. So no matter
1: what, I no feel matter like I said at least three things tonight that you that you are going to base your life off of. So that's how I operate. You know that. I'm excited to see how your life turns out now.
0: <laughs> oh, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> I make every one of those decisions that really lead to some interesting things. It's kind of like signing up for that, like, oh, this is going to fucking destroy me. Here we
1: go again. <laughs> but now, wait, I want to be clear, though, before you finish, though, that I'm not necessarily talking about breaking up, right? Like, Oh, no, 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 Eagle not at all. She has yeah. the power to hurt me extraordinarily because I love her so extraordinarily. If I didn't love her so
0: much, she could not, not do that. See, like, and that's how... I love that. That's how I approach things. Um, And I also have a, I, I really have this like thought at this point in my life that like. I don't want to say that it's always going to be the same because obviously they're, you know, people are different and you're going to get a different experience from people, but there are always going to be problems and it's always going to be complicated. And it's always going to be hard. There is something to be said for like literally just kind of picking that person that you want to go through that shit with, you know, like. Like. Again, I mean, it's it's important that you have maybe the same like um I don't know what 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 is important to you, but like if it's the same goals, the same kind of like, you know, um qualities that you look for in a person, um, I you think know, maybe values is kind of what it really comes exactly. down to. Exactly. Like for whatever whatever is important, as long as you kind of match with that person, I mean, you do like it's always going to be difficult and there's always going to be things. And aside from like very specific instances of like you know, abuse, whether it be physical or, like, emotional and stuff, there's obviously reasons to get out of relationships, definitely. But also, um, there's reasons to stay in relationships, you know? And I think that, like, sometimes there's something to be said for, like, just picking a person and being like, basically, we're going to face this together. Um,
1: Well, I think that's what a relationship is, right? I mean, like, we're going to face this together, and we're going to make that choice hard times, good times, all the time. Yes, and Outside I mean, of those, you know, extraordinary circumstances that you like kind of talked about, right? Yeah, I think a lot of times, though, it doesn't I mean, for some people, you know, like, it gets to a point where like, you know, you can't move forward with that person or you decide to stop trying Are you, you know what I mean? Like, and, but I mean, I think in general, that's what a relationship is, is making the choice to you know what, you're a special kind of fucked up. And you're that kind of fucked up that actually gets my kind of fucked up. So most of the time we're cool. And let's, let's try to figure yeah. this out, even though it's fucked up right now.
0: Yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, that's a great battle. Like, because it really is, you know, I think it's really easy to leave a relationship because you think it's going to be better. Um, Generally speaking, not again, if it's like an abuse or there's a reason to leave, but just because you think it could be better with other people because yeah, sure it can, but it will also be bad with those people. Like, it's always gonna be that kind of like balance, and if you pick this person and like you said, you're fucked up, meets my fucked up, and let's go fuck things up. you can really be, have like a great relationship, but I mean, that's how I kind of like like to approach things like at this point, it was a big step to get back into something, you know, I thought a lot about it. there's a part of me that was like super like so fucking chill with like being alone. Oh, I've really I- gotten used to it, really gotten I know, used to and it. it, which
1: is so interesting because. I had gotten used to it as your friend. Right? Which, which by what I mean, what I mean by that, though, (laughs) is that, like, I've always known you in a relationship. Yes, always. Outside of, like, I was in a relationship for, like, 20 years. This is what I'm saying. So, like, outside of the past few years, like, you, where you haven't been in, like, a solid relationship for a while. Like, so I was starting to, because I was, I was used to Nicole with, Mm-hmm. You know, X, you know, but then I got used to Nicole <laughs> without <laughs> now. Now I have to get used to Nicole with again. Jesus. So good. Listen,
0: honestly, I have to get used to it, too. I will say um, it took a very special circumstance for me to like really be like, I'm in, you know, like, oh,
1: I know. Uh, honestly, like I can't wait to re-meet her because I know I've met her.
0: You met her before me. That's the funny part.
1: I know, and so yeah. like I'm really excited to re meet her, right? Because yeah,
0: yeah, she's awesome. She's all like, again, it took a special circumstance for me to like sign back up for this because
1: for so you can become a stereotype.
0: Yes, because all the good is is the bad matches, and it can be really fucking hard. And but then you find somebody, and you're like, yeah. This is worth it, and hopefully, you find that person that's like, you know, um, uh, let's get in all these, like, let's just follow the stereotypical path, and then let's, you know, have my fucked up and your fucked up fuck things up together.
1: <laughs> so, I have a question: Are there like, what do you find? Okay, there's two questions I have. Okay, right. I think the f- first one is it's like it seems like most of the lesbian stereotypes that we've talked about kind of revolve around being in a relationship. But what about lesbian stereotypes that are specific to just being a lesbian? Do you know what I mean? Like not outside mm-hmm. of a relationship. And then yeah. the second question that I have is um for the record because I may forget is what do you think what for you are the cringiest <laughs> lesbian stereotypes? Like the stereotypes yeah. that like Oh my god, this is so embarrassing! Like, when you see that
0: lesbian, you're like, Oh, oh, oh you're not on my question. team. Okay, um, what was what's the first question? <laughs> I don't know how I already forgot it again. Um, stereotypes outside chips. Okay, I would say, I mean, there's the physical ones, also, that goes with like age, though. I mean, but then, so let's say like younger lesbians, and this isn't even a lesbian thing, but like, if you see people. There's, like, this whole idea of, like, d- does she go to art school or is she a lesbian? <laughs> so, kind of, like, that, like, whole kind of more of, um, kind of, um, you know, like, kind of artsy look or whatever. Or there's, like, more, like, the flannel-y kind of vibe, short hair. The Subaru is the thing that is not, like, outside of lesbian things. Having dogs. Um, vegetarianism. Vegan, too. But more so vegetarianism, I think. Um, let's see.
1: I echo is definitely in on this whole having a dog thing. I don't know. I'm sure that you can hear how much he's chiming in about it, but he's like, yeah, I'm here. And I really want to talk about this. Um, come on. Do you have some to add that are like non-relationship? Oh, no, no. I was just. Okay. Um, (laughs) hmm.
0: (laughs) Um, I would say maybe, uh, certain kinds of music. There's also some like lesbian musicians that other people that may have heard of but not as much. So like, um, there's a thing on like TikTok. Like, the way to ask if somebody if they're gay is to ask if they listen to Girl in Red, which is a lesbian musician. That like if you listen to her, supposedly like you're gay. Very simple, but it's kind of a it's just a fun way to ask people now.
1: So but it's then sort of like back in like maybe the 80s it was the Indigo Girls. Now it's the Lady in Red.
0: Girl, the lady in red?
1: (laughs) It's girl in red.
0: Hey, listen, I'm old. I'm not pretending I'm youth culture. Do you remember that song, Lady in Red? (laughs) What if that was the gay song that everybody listens to? Do (laughs) Do you listen to Lady in Red? Um, Evie, that, like... I.
1: See that's how bad of a lesbian I am. Like if I were young these days, I would still be that girl being like, do you, do you, have you heard Lady in Red? Because <laughs> I'm just that out of the loop.
0: It's the new song we're gonna ask people to find out if they're gay. <laughs> it's such a good song though. Do you listen it. to Chris Deburg, Lady <laughs> it's a good in good song. Red. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, this is a, it, so if you listen to Chris Berg, Lady and Red, they're older lesbians. <laughs> so they it's, Red the, Red.
1: it's the indigo girls for this generation is what you're saying.
0: Yes. Um, you're yeah, like Melissa Farrakh back then, you know, most people that listen to her are, are, are at her shows are gay. So, um, cringy stereotypes, <clears throat> excuse me, um,
1: Birkenstocks.
0: I love Birkenstocks, though. Crocs. Mm, they make me cringe. Crocs. I wear Crocs, too. Oh, I am so cringy. <laughs> I, have a, I have a gay sticker on my car. I did that last summer. Um, you know,
1: do you have a pride flag?
0: Yeah. No, I don't actually own a flag, though. Um, Although, Jessica did ask this morning if everybody who's gay owns one, because everybody on TikTok who's gay has one in the back. And I'm like, I'm literally... Never, ever seen anybody have, like, an actual lesbian flag in their bedroom. Well, okay,
1: so a bunch of years ago when the house next door was for sale, (laughs) even though we live in the gayborhood, we decided to buy a gay flag to hang on that side of the house just so that whoever was looking at the house would be fully aware of where they're moving. (laughs) Well, I love it. I found... Oh, the just in case neighbor, just in case they're moving into a place that they don't know, and it's a gay city, and we want them to know that they're moving into gay people so that they aren't dicks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like I found that gay sticker at this store, this really cute store, and I put it on my car. Like I love it. I don't even care. Um, I I mean I don't want to say cringy because I feel like it's really like when I think cringy, it made it, like immediately you think of like, um, like. That older generation from like festival and stuff that like well this is fair to say cringy, but that are really like, you know, anti trans and kind of have that like old school like I um those kind of old school antiquated ideas. That's all pretty cringy to me. Um, that's not saying like in general older lesbians and that like physically I can't say anything's cringy because that's just kind of rude. I don't wanna be like that. But um Bergen- uh, physically
1: are cringy to me
0: just but also feet are cringy to me so if your
1: feet are showing it's just cringy
0: I love Birkenstock so you're crazy um well I dress. a fact so I yeah. dress cute so uh yeah that's not I mean I don't really have a lot of cringe parts like like I said the biggest thing is like and this isn't even as common but it's uh, there's a reason why like we um, you know this festival that Evie and I used to go to we met well, we didn't really meet at but our friendship kind of formed there there was a big problem with um, anti-trans like sentiment there and a lot of women older women that went to the festival really um, showed uh, a lot of hatred and ignorance towards the trans community so um, yeah, and we're
1: going to devote some time to that festival because it was kind of a big deal and in a lot of People's lives, so we're gonna definitely devote some episodes to
0: sure. all of the things about it. So, um, but, but yeah, so uh, I don't know. But like I, I try to appreciate all of it. It's my culture, you know. Like <laughs> I think like the L word and the real L word. Um, yeah, but white people culture is still your culture, and
1: there's a lot of cringy things about that. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that there's room for cringe as yeah. well as room for appreciation. I oh, think that yeah. there's I mean, a lot you, more. Cr- we can't say that everything lesbian is
0: awesome, you know? I mean, like, it's just not. I'm not, but I don't I don't get cringy about most things in lesbian culture. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think it's awesome, but it's, it may not be my thing, but, like, I'm also, like, I don't know. Like, it might, like, my, what I like in style and stuff might not be a younger person's thing. So, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I wouldn't think... Any anything physical to me is cringy so
1: yeah for me Birkenstocks are definitely cringy but yeah. that's just you know I mean again it goes back to my hatred of feet my dad got Birkenstocks at some point and he, this was like when I was in high school long before I identified as lesbian my dad got Birkenstocks and he made me go out and buy him the first Tracy Chapman album
0: that's pretty cringy. <laughs>
1: so I'm pretty sure that my dad was a lesbian before I was.
0: Oh, I'll say something that's cringy. Lesbians with dreads, um, white lesbians with dreads. That's kind of cringy.
1: White people with dreads in general is kind of yeah.
0: cringy. But we're talking about lesbians right now. Yeah. That's yeah
1: kind
0: of... Fair, yeah. The mm-hmm. duck's ass haircut's kind of cringy. The what? The duck's ass
1: haircut. The duck's ass haircut is
0: totally cringy.
1: And yet also,
0: I definitely
1: have a love for it.
0: Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. I feel like it's feel bad, like, um. Listen, I still, I find,
1: listen, there is definitely a certain. Uh, style of, and you're going to a hundred percent disagree with me about this. Okay. And so I understand that I'm going to say something pretty controversial right now, but like 80s style lesbians in 2020, Make me cringe. Well, let's just say more so that I think... I'm about... Just... I, I want to be clear that I'm not talking about women who are adopting an 80s style now. I'm talking about women who never moved out of the
0: 80s. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay, yes. I guess I'm just trying to not be rude. But no, yeah. It, yeah, it's a little cringy. I'm thinking of a few specific examples. Um, This one woman I met that wore one of those ties that was like... Just like the little medallion with, like, the two strings hanging from it.
1: a bolo tie? Yeah. That was That's a cringy. southern thing, though.
0: It doesn't matter. It's fucking cringy. <laughs> um, Topaz is fucking cringey. Um, yeah, if we want to be rude, I can be a fucking snob. You know I can be a snob. Um, I'm just trying to not, like, call out anybody that might be listening. Yeah, uh,
1: I get it, but I'm also going to be an asshole. But do you know what else I also remember? Hmm which I think is interesting is like, and maybe this should be a topic for another day. And that's like lesbian culture influencing mainstream
0: culture. That's definitely going to be a topic for another day because actually if we're going to talk next week, perhaps we might be addressing and like actually finally watching and talking about generation Q, I think it might be a good follow up episode because there's a lot, even from the original L word that like influences regular culture. And I love that.
1: Okay, well, then I will withhold my comment until episode. Do um, it because episode.
0: the haircuts, there's a lot of things that we can actually um, kind of get into that. So I think we should stop there, though. Okay, that works for me. That's awesome. Perfect. Let's get to crushes. And let's get to crushes. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Do, do, Crash, Nicole <laughs> Oh
1: that was so good. I love it when you try to do my accent. <laughs> it it not- is lovely that you try so hard to you know I mean it's a, it's a very sincere form of flattery. Ugh. Ugh. Since, I- since you are not Russian like I am, um, we're going to just ask you instead to just you know tell me your crush. But you know, if you can, if you can, I would like for you to do it in a Russian accent.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and <Anyway, laughs> that's okay too. <laughs> Hold on, I'll try. <laughs> my crush this week. <laughs> what it? Um, it reminds me of my name Jeff. Um, okay, my crush this week he's Row and Jess. <laughs> Did I sound Russian? Not at all, huh? Sure. Is accents my... Maybe accents are my thing. Okay, my crush this week is and Jess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I got to house at their beautiful house and hang out with their cat and I love them both. And Jess and I had like an awesome little afternoon today and they're just awesome and they take the best pictures. So I know exactly what I'm talking about. And yeah. They're my crush this week. I know exactly what you're talking about,
1: too. And I 100% co-sign that crush. That is a great crush.
0: A great one. They are fucking, I mean, they're just awesome. I'm so glad they're in my life. I agree. I think they're a dream team. Dream team. I like that. I mean, I think each of
1: them individually are amazing women. And together, they're a dream team. It's, that's
0: that's the, dream. the goal. That's what I want. I want the fucking dream team. I like it. Cool, yeah, I like it. What about you? My crush. I literally week. sound like Borat. <laughs> <laughs> the king in the castle. King in the castle. Is my wife. Okay,
1: I, go ahead. It's my uh, uh, My crush this week is. Oh my God! I totally should. Do the cat that's the lawyer is the cat that's the lawyer.
0: Fuck yeah, that was a like that is a that was a cultural reset, a great moment that happened. It was the funniest thing ever. That fucking best line
1: ever said in open court ever I'm here live, I'm not a cat. <laughs> that's a great crush. Do it. It's like honestly, okay, that is my crush. That cat is my crush this week. That cat filter, I mean, the way the eyes moved, (laughs) the voice of the lawyer who was so earnestly trying to say, Judge, I'm sorry.
0: I saw a video on that once on an interview and the guy couldn't take the potato filter off. (laughs) So he was just a potato. (laughs) You could tell he was so defeated. I mean... It really is
1: the best. Although, I mean, like, if you're arguing a super serious case, like being a
0: kitten would be pretty hard. I love it.
1: That's a good. for an arraignment, fine,
0: whatever. But oh, <laughs> very topical. Good crush. I love that. Booya!
1: To- the lawyer cat is totally my crush. I love it. booyah
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's pump. Booya! Raw dog in this crush. Nope. Never mind that.
1: Yep, we're doing it.
0: Mm, okay, so if they wanted to find us on social media, how would they do that? Speaking of cringy lesbian stereotypes, no. let's raw dog it. Booyah. Um, Those are my catchphrases. Raw dog and booyah. <laughs> <laughs> Took me in the fucking head now. <laughs> oh, I
1: love our catchphrases. They're so good. Right? Um, this is my yeah. life. <laughs> so where would people find us on social media? Nicole?
0: Uh, Facebook? Um, Queer Podcast. And what about
1: on Instagram?
0: Queerdos. But wait, I did that backwards, right?
1: It's at Queerdos on Facebook.
0: And Queerd Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> Raw dog and social media 2021 <laughs> style. Yeah, I we, hate myself for saying it. <laughs> I
1: love you so much for saying it
0: alright uh, so we will see you next Tuesday could be Thursday ish be yeah Wednesday. It's, Might be it's always Friday.
1: used to be an ish listen people it's an ish
0: listen um, we're still dealing with this Panasonic right now and the fact that the matter is uh, we're still recording remotely and um, sometimes And we are
1: here live we are not cats
0: we are not cats <laughs> alright uh, so yeah so see you next week
1: meow
0: bye So, what have have you been up to? What's going on?
1: Sorry, I walked away while you were talking. I mean, I could hear you still,
0: but I wasn't. That sounds about right. (laughs) Sounds about right. I love Jess and Rome. They bought me a nice bottle of wine, and I forgot it there. And she's like, you forgot it, so we drank it. So, she gave me a bottle of Barefoot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love them. (laughs)